Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA Fight Music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. I call to all You know it's like it rockets And I bust it through the door Break it through the ceiling And I open up the floor Make you split your head When you bang against a wall Blaze the full fury From a sight unseen Flipping on the podcast Central time three Throwing up a chunk For a breeding frenzy It's a talking fest The waters of this every easy Time to lay the smack down Lay it on your back now Focus on that moment When you bash it It's around town Competition tries to stay up For the last round But we still a finish And we soaking up The live crowd Turn it up loud, and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we leave them all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Cage like some missions, gonna hit you like plow, loud, loud. Soon as enough, gonna let you out, what's the MMA, with more than power, what's the power? Now, if you see, turn up the volume, you lack it inside of the game, and I just solved your problem. I'm your host, as always, Steve. <laughs> Waiting to figure out what's going on with my co-host this week. <laughs> oh no, uh, she was having technical difficulties last week or two weeks ago. We were both sick last week. I still feel like uh, <laughs> I'm getting over it a little bit. So, Let's see what's going on here in a second. But should have a uh, an interesting show lined up for you. And there she is. Must have been the Skype wizard must have been giving her some issues. What's going on there, Nikki? Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm calling for myself. And I'm going to switch over to Skype as soon as I get it hooked up. So <laughs> that's the plan. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's Skype. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like it's better. Also, I just don't have the phone, but... <laughs> we love technology here at Cage Side Submissions. It's, it's so thankful to us, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Live show. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got an interesting one tonight. You know, we got uh, Patrick Cummings coming on. You know, he's always a uh, uh, weird, quirky individual. And then we have Tyler King. <laughs> and this should be interesting. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, talking back to me throughout the week. <laughs> Hold on to your seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what about you? We, uh, you know, you're uh, sounds like you're, you're you're at least somewhat better. You 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 got all the germs of the house out of you. No, I'm still coughing. Like I have this like lingering cough that I just like can't get rid of, and I'm so annoyed because I'm going on vacation next week, and I'm like I need to get this completely out of my system by next week. Just like I can't. <laughs> but even though we missed last week gonna kind of quick quick touch on some things so how, how was that whole uh whole, whole experience last thursday oh amazing i was like so happy that i was able to go because like i wasn't sure at first that i was going to be able to get down there because i put in to like cover it so like there's been there's been like some stuff going on at fan side um jose young just left and now amy kaplan is the editor so it's like in the transitional period i wasn't sure if i was going to be able to go and i like told them i'm like uh, you know, I'm in New York, so if you want me to go, I'll go. But, like, let me know because I have to get a babysitter. And then, like, the day before, it, they're like, all right, you're going to go. I'm like, oh, that's not a lot of notice. <laughs> but then I went, and it was, oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, I, you know, I don't really need a heads up. Go ahead. You want to send me down there? I'll fucking go. But, yeah, it was uh, so much fun. Like, the atmosphere was, like, weird, like, because I don't know if it came across on video, but, like, you know, Connor, being the way he is, you, I'm sure you watched it. He was trying to, like, get a rise out of everybody, but, like, everybody was, like, trying to, like, be professional about it, so it was, like, weird. Like, he was, like, oh, you know, being his normal self, and everybody was, like, not giving him the reactions that he wanted, but now they're saying that he's going to have another press conference in Vegas, I guess. Is it tomorrow? I don't know. And then they're going to open it to the public because that's, you know, that's what they want. They want him to be his outgoing self and, like, get the crowd crazy, you know. He's good yeah, from the camera. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're the only one that was in the crowd uh, Thursday night that knew what the frick Connor was talking about when he started talking about Noah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I had my little refresher course then. <laughs> right before. <laughs> Literally, literally, the night before you had a refreshing course about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So like, and then uh, that that uh, was kind of spiraled out. So many people now. there. Like there was a lot of people there. I like tried to get the microphone, but like of course, like I couldn't get it. But like nobody was asking about the New York card, and like because we didn't find out until like, yesterday who was headlining it. I was trying to get information last week when I was there. Like who's you know who's they asked about John Jones and Dana White said no, it's not going to be John Jones. Like, nobody thought to follow up, like, well, who is it going to be? I mean, now we know the truth that they didn't know beforehand. But it's like, come on, people. Ask questions or give me the microphone. <laughs> uh, as uh, as we had, um, what was it, Luke Thomas was sitting there just saying that everyone was just fanboying out, you know, Stroke and Connor, Connor's ego. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Did you did you feel like that, or or do you feel that that Luke was being was being Luke again? I I agree with him. I think that there was not everybody, but there was definitely a lot of people there that were like trying not to because you know it is intimidating. I have to give them that. It's intimidating. You're in front of all these people. You know, you ask a question, and like Connor could just go off on you, and then you're basically like a meme. You know, like he's throwing a meme at you basically, and you're just like viral, like, you're the guy that kind of tore apart. You're like, a lot of people are trying to avoid that, which I don't blame them, but, like, at the same time, if you're there as a journalist, you should be, like, asking your questions. You know? Like, you can't be like, oh, excuse me, like, you know, trying to be all, like, to Connor and then to Khabib. Like, you can't play sides. You have to just 
ask questions. Well, it's kind of like what we were, we were literally just talking about it, like literally last week, like how how Joanna had a, had a, had to shut down one of these knucklehead reporters about asking stupid nonsense. Mm-hmm. It was basically absolutely nothing to do with her. Yeah, I know. So the uh, the the ethics thing is, is, is come up, and then you know, uh, what else have we have ha- had happened since then? Now, you're already okay. just spoken it's about GFC. it. How about we that? thought we were going to have uh, Yolanda versus Valentina. Now we got Sarge versus Valentina. Yeah, I was very. I was surprised when they announced that because, I mean, we we spoke about it before. I thought, um, I thought that they should have done that beforehand, like you know. But then when they set up the the Valentina uh, Yolanda thing. I thought it was like a done deal that you know that wasn't going to happen anymore. Sarge had Jessica I, uh, you want to have Valentina, and then then to just rip those two fights apart and like pull off one fight that really probably shouldn't be happening. I mean, not that it shouldn't be happening, but like you already had other things set up. So that's what made it even weirder. If they had just said like from from the get go when Nico when they put Nico and they said you know like Valentina is going to face Sarge for the title, I would have been like, all right, that makes sense. But after you set up all the other stuff first, then then that's when it makes no sense. That's when people are like, what the hell? You know? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a giant, you know, you know, clusterfuck. It is. <laughs> that's the only thing you can, yeah. uh, you can, you can really attribute to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, the other thing is that we're all talking about this and like kind of lost in translation was this weekend's Bellator event. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a Bellator. Like there was, there was some eyes on Bellator because there was no, no UFC fight, but I don't know if it really lived up to the hype. Like I feel like there was too, they put too much hype on it because it was like the only card that weekend. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that was obviously a good one, but I mean, that was kind of the smart thing in, in that aspect is that there was nothing else there, so they kind of, uh, you know, ruled the night, so to speak. But I mean, you know, I don't even think hardcore fans had, had any care in the wo- in the world that uh, that uh, <laughs> Rampage Jackson uh, uh, fought Vanderlei Silva. No, I don't think anyone really cared about that one. Like it was the main, it was basically the main event that people cared about, and it didn't live up to what people's expectations were. I don't think it didn't live up to my expectations. So, you know, I I kind of thought Gegard would win, but it was like uh, not the Rory that I thought was going to show up. And he even said it. He even came out and said afterwards, "I'm sorry, like I froze. I like didn't perform the way I should have." You know. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's tough, man. You know, when you don't, you go out, you know, and we sit there saying it's tough, man. We're not the ones going out there. These guys go out there, they're they're you know some of the the best paid guys in the world, and they just have an off night, and it's just you know, it's, it's you know, you hear the phrases, he didn't look like himself, he was waiting for something, et cetera, et cetera. So it's it, it's rough in this sport, man. Mm-hmm. I'm switching over to Skype. I don't know if you saw that. And you know, we were talking about it for I don't know how long. The uh, 
the the reasoning behind the whole uh, fifty cent <laughs> and Bellator thing, and, and it was uh, it was about money after all at the end of the night. Um, what do you think about that official partnership? They're getting eyes on them, you know. They're getting they're getting people to notice them more. Um, I noticed even too yesterday when uh, the UFC announced the the UFC New York card main event, like Scott Coker put up like the Kermit sipping the tea thing, like ooh, like you know. <laughs> so I mean, they're getting eyes on them, you know, bringing Fifty Cent in. You're you're bringing the headlines, and that's what they have to do. So as as weird as it is, it's working in that regard. Um. Yeah, uh, it's just you. You gotta love the uh, them going. I mean, I guess you know we should have expected this with the whole Paramount Network and all that. So, and the new streaming service, and then also like um, people in Europe like didn't even get to see the fight at all. Did you see that? They all. Uh, well, this is what I'm watching. Like, Peppa Pig and like. <laughs> I don't know why they're rushing this whole pay-per-view thing for whatever reason. I think that, uh, you know, I think maybe Coker's getting pressure from Paramount. I don't know. There was no reason to rush the whole pay-per-view thing, especially for this event. I just didn't feel like it was the right card to do it on and the right mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it might have been good timing-wise because there was not another UFC event, but not everything else, not this time of year, you know. So uh, that – can you know compartmentalize with the whole their, their whole new streaming deal they have with everything like that? I just kind of felt that it was it was a, a bomb that kind of blew up in their face. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, th- I mean that's we, probably the we, biggest card they're going to have for a while, so they had to they had to try at least for that yeah. for that event. Yeah, but I don't think you sell out on a pay per view for that event, though. You know. Like yes, that was gonna be their big one for a while. I get that, but but sometimes you have to see the landscape around you. And be like, you know what? Let's just you know, let's just do what we normally do here. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to get the pay per view for this one. Well, maybe we could sneak one in before the end of the year and make some things happen or something like that. Like you can't you can't just do it for the sake of doing it. We've seen it happen before, and how many times that it looked bad. We were talking about it for how long that Bellator hasn't hasn't you know punched themselves in the face. Well, they punched themselves in the face last or last weekend. Mhm. Yep. I mean, at least in my opinion, especially, I, especially I, I, when I the card it. wasn't really worth it to begin with. You know, like after after the That's fact, saying, I don't think it was worth it. Go look at that event, right? Take away mm-hmm. Musashi McDonald. Um. You know the the, the co-main, the main, and the fight <laughs> below that. What you really have is, um, yeah, you had Pico, Kyrie Melendez, um, I think that's, that's basically it. It wasn't anyone mm-hmm. else on there. Uh, Adam Pacquiao was on there. Arlene Bel- Belencow with the uh, with the win over Amber LeBrock. Um and that's about it. So even on, on, you know, some of the 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 medial talent that they didn't really have, you know. But that's kind of every Bellator card. Like you have like the top one or two, and then it's like kind of 
There may be one or two interesting fighters, but not really like matchups. Yeah, but isn't something we kind of say like like you know we don't have to just look at the card as far as the name value that that you know get to learn some of these young prospects et cetera et cetera. But <laughs> I mean it, it's rough, but is why I enjoy watching the movies guys to come up. But like it, it's rough when when you know. They go into uh, 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 an area where you know you don't even know the the young up and comers either, and then you know you don't know anybody at all, and it makes it rough. I mean, I know they wanted yeah. to go back to uh, San Jose for this event and everything like that. I just I don't know. Mm. Well, when they do like the cards like overseas and stuff, that happens a lot. Yeah, they're. Uh... I mean that's kind of where where they're where they're falling on their face in in that aspect, so to speak, you know. Mhm. But it's still still young in the process, so hopefully they get the hang of what needs to be on you know the streaming service, what needs to be on TV, what you know maybe stacking some cards and leaving others a little less, you know. It's like a you have to find the the balance. Well, uh, my thing is also is like is like uh, I, I also think that you know having uh, I think that they had like sixteen matches on that card. What is the reason for that? Sixteen matches. Yeah. I who's gonna I don't sit know. through that? I guess this because when, when, because it was on this, this card. Why, like you know, we, we talk about the UFC pacing, and you know we don't really have dark matches anymore or anything like that for for. Uh, the 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 broadcast or anything like that, but um, I mean something needs to be done as far as that goes. I mean, you know, they need to have some type of other other venue to kind of put some of these fights on. I don't know, like you know, I'm not saying do like an Ultimate Fighter type thing, but like you have to do something where you're not just putting them putting all these guys onto one event. That's 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 crazy. Yeah, I mean. But you might have to at some point, like you have to stack your cards in some point because, you know, if you spread them out too thin, people won't want to turn tune in for any of them. Like at least if you get one or two big cards, you'll at least get people to turn in for those. And, you know, maybe hopefully if they see what they like, they'll. <laughs> one night. Don't want to. That's insane. The only way that should happen is if you have a freaking tournament. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, well, they have a couple tournaments going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. They do. And I get that's probably what plays into this. It's also, it, it, it's bad, you know, it, it, it's bad for the eye test, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just my, my, my kind of take take on that one. But yep. now, moving forward, what does Gajard Musafi have to do now? I mean, he's kind of, uh, you know, solidified his uh, dominance outside of it. He He's talking about retiring already, <laughs> which is weird. But, I mean, I I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know who would be next. Like, who's the next best middleweight? I have no idea. What? I'd have to look it up. I mean, they're, they're, 
I mean, the, the, the only thing I think they can do is is Noam Belter. I wouldn't be surprised if they they put um, um, Shlomenko pull him out and 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 dust him back off. I don't know if they would do that. He almost beat. I ha, I had him beating Gegard the last fight. I don't know if they want to. They they want to keep Gegard happy and in, at the top. <laughs> Maybe they'll give them. Oh, look, Leona Machida is there now. That's a possibility. I got, I got one for you that no one is even thinking about, and I'm sure that some people would love to see run back. Gay Guard versus King Mo. Do y'all forget that Strike Force fight? Oh yeah, yeah. That that was one. I mean, they they they, talk, they all about like dredging up old old rivalries, old rules <clears> or whatever <throat> like that. So, uh, yeah, well, let's kind of keep with the uh, the topic here. I mean, it's a shame because the King Mo just got matched up with um, um, what was it, Liam McGeary? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, would they fight at middleweight? Could he fight at middleweight? I, mean, I don't think it matters what weight because I, I mean, let's be honest, it's not going to be for the middleweight title. It's not. King King Mo uh-huh. is not getting down to middleweight. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm but then you have, like, Gagar fighting all these other people that are not in the division. He's made that clear, right? So let's find something entertaining for the time. Hell, Rampage just want to have Gagar fight right Rampage at a catchweight. I don't know if we can do that. Like, it didn't, but then it's like you're holding up this, <laughs> it's not? like, he needs to fight somebody who's a true middleweight. He just fought a welterweight guy, and now he's going to fight, like, a big guy. You know, like, he needs to fight somebody who's, who's, has, actually fighting at middleweight. I know that Bellator is like a little more lax in that sense, but like we if if it was the if this was the UFC, we'd be bitching that like he's not fighting anybody in his division. He's holding up the division, blah blah blah. It's the same thing. Yeah, what well, they're kind of like all over the place right now where the UFC kinda of has like a, a you know, they have a lot of things established. Yeah. <coughs> Um, it's just, yeah, it's, I, mean, uh, I guess this thing got the belt already, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they'll make a middleweight tournament, too. <laughs> Might as well at this point in time, I mean, hell. <laughs> hey, just throw all of them in the, in a big tournament. Just, like, make a big yeah, chart, just... have everybody fight everybody, why not? But you know we're getting ready to uh, to, to hop into the, the the next thing here, and uh, <laughs> how excited are you for this event this weekend? Very excited, yeah. I just hope I don't want to jinx anything. I'm knocking on wood right now, but I'm hoping it all goes smoothly and we actually get the main event that we have on Saturday night. I really don't. I don't think that everyone's like, oh, uh, Khabib's weight and everything. I don't think. I don't think he's going to miss weight. It's like too big of a fight, you know. He's got people to make sure that he's doing what he needs to do. Connor didn't seem worried that he's going to make weight, um, so I mean, it should be smooth sailing. But you never know. I always get so ner- like Fridays are the worst days. Friday mornings, I always go to the gym early, and then when I get out of the gym, usually my phone is like blowing up with like, oh, so and so missed weight, or so and so's in the hospital, and so and so's this. I'm like, oh my, why? I didn't even get home yet, and I have like write all this stuff always crazy on Friday morning, so that I'm hoping this Friday is just like a nice calm, everybody makes weight, and everything's intact. 
Like, we already lost uh, Sean O'Malley, so that one fight's off, which is craziness. So hopefully is, everything is, else can is, stay. Is, is that a, a conduct of the, uh, of, of the, the, the Jones cooperation? I don't think so. Is that what people are saying? I don't. Do they even know each other? Yeah, that's what people are saying. I don't even know what he got tested positive for right now. I just see no Malley got popped. I'm like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I know. I'm not surprised either. But especially just for what I think it is. Especially if it's what I for I think it is. No, it's not for marijuana. It's not. Oh, it's not. Oh, well then, then, then I no. am surprised. <laughs> because he's because you're allowed to take that out of competition, or I think you can take it up until the. I don't even know. It's it's legal out of something. I think it's up until five weeks now. Maybe. But no, it was for something else. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I saw people like saying that it was John Jones responsible, but I, they don't even know each other, do they? I don't even know. It's a joke. So, I mean, but we also have a whole bunch of other, other fun fights in this card. We got Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis, uh, mm-hmm. OSP and Adam McRae's. Um, you have uh, Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov, Michelle Waters and Felice Herring. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of that fun one. I'm excited for. I'm excited for that one. The last one that you mentioned, Michelle Waters and Felice Herring. Yeah, I think Felice yeah, Herring is going to pull it off. I honestly do. She's so like underrated. That's I know she lost that's her that's last fight, but she's like she was. Like, she rose. She rose up that division so fast. Like, well, I wouldn't say fast. She was slow up the rankings because we all know how the rankings work, but she was like dominating for a while there. And she didn't get the like the eyes on her, you know? Like I feel like she should have been I don't know, people love to hate her, I guess. But I, I think she's well, a lot better than people make her out to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well well they just hate her because 'cause she's not one of these people who backs down and cowers when 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 they when they when they get pushed, she pushes back. That's what they they don't like about her. She she's that I guess that that proverbial female who bucks the system. Well, good. She shouldn't be like that. Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson's from the Jackson Wink, and they have been tanking lately. Like, and especially with all the drama going on, you know that that stuff like get to you. It gets to your camp. It gets like it's like a virus in the camp, and then and. Really, the fighters from that camp have not been doing well lately. So, you know, she's been on the kind of down slope, and Felice is kind of on the up slope. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I totally agree with you that that uh, you know Michelle. It was like it was like almost uh, up until the Rose fight was was like that was like kind of almost like her peak as of right now, so to speak. We we all know fighters mm-hmm. have peaks and valleys come to the sport. So. She was that was her peak at this point in time. Now I didn't expect her to have a valley this freaking deep, but here we are. Right. And Felice Green looks like she's <laughs> going to be in a position to manage of that. And mm-hmm. the, the the other funny part about it is, that, is if Felice does win this fight, they will have the same mixed martial arts record as well. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. th- there's a lot of things, there's a lot of unique things about this, you know. Uh, you know, Michelle. M- Michelle's probably the uh, smaller, more compact fighter. She's gonna have to find a way inside. Uh, I think people still, to this day, for whatever reason, highly underestimates Felice Herring's wrestling game when she works with uh, the, the current brothers. 
I just, I just, I just don't get it. I think that she does have more tools to win this fight. As much as I love Michelle Waterson too, because she, she's mm-hmm. no slouchiness. And, and you're right. I think the, um, I think the, the, the nonsense that's going on at the gym is, is going to want to play in a fact in this fight. And I don't know if the distractions are going to, going to deter Michelle Waterson from, from being able to obtain this victory. But if I'm a betting person, I, I'm looking to throw money at Felice Heron right now. I mean, just the, 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 the uh, the betting chips, uh, proverbially wise, are kind of uh, you know stacked against Michelle. So we'll see how it plays out. Mhm. Yep, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> I mean, I think Michelle Waters she really needs to, to be at 105 pounds. Right? Awesome, but I mean, I, I love Michelle, bro, and and I got massive uh, respect for Felice. I, I, you know, I've met both both of them on separate different occasions. They're both amazing human beings uh, inside and outside the cage. I just can't wait to see more of it. You know, uh, I hope Felice gets this win and she kind of is able to kind of thumb her, no- her thumb her nose up at, at some of these people who've been, you know, bagging on her, talking trash on her and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said, people like to, to, to hate on, on Felice too because, you know, she was one of those girls that, that was playing her, her, her sex appeal up, which I don't think that anyone should use that to judge any, any female athlete for anything, period, the end. I think the the thing was when she lost to Paige Van Zandt, that was like people like got that idea like, oh, you lost to Paige Van Zandt, like you're you're not very good, whatever. And then she went on to win four in a row, you know. It's like <laughs> that no, one it's I, like, I that one fight that doesn't fight. determine that like your that wasn't skill a level. Fight for, it was Felice had one of those off nights like fighters often do have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that I don't think that fight was indicative of, of who Felice Heron was as a fighter. And she's made it a point, like, that was probably, out of all the losses she's probably had over the years, that's the one that pisses her off the most. That should tell you something. And her last fight was a split decision loss to Carolina, who is very good. You know, like, that should tell you something, too. It's a split decision. Like, it could have gone either way. Nope. But, I I think it's time to give Mr. Durkin a call, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me go pull this up here. <laughs> All right, let me give... Patrick, call here and just give me a sec here, guys. Halcyon Float, Philly's only float spa. Floating is a relaxation and therapeutic technique that uses sensory deprivation to achieve a deepened meditative state. Halcyon special isolation tanks will make you feel as if you are literally floating. Located at 209 West Girard Avenue in Philadelphia. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 10. Saturday, 8 to 10. Sunday, 8 to 8. For more information, visit Halcyon Floats on Facebook or call 215-279-7607. Halcyon Floats, Philadelphia's only float spa.
All right. I guess we're just waiting for Steve to get back on the line with Patrick Cummins. Uh, he's going to be fighting Misha Serkinoff over in uh, Canada in the end of the month. So just wait for him to get back on the line, I guess. All right, he, he he's pulling over right now. He had, uh, I guess, he was driving when he was doing it, so it was kind of noisy. So he's he's, he's pulling over, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get this into it. <laughs> okay. All right. Safety first. All right. I think, I think I'm good to go. Yeah. All right. Safety there you first. go. Exactly. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Just so you know, we are being joined by our first guest of the evening. He is UFC light heavyweight Patrick Cummins, and he is slated to face. Uh, Misha Kurinov, October 27th at Seven. UFC Fight Night 138. Patrick, how are we doing tonight, brother? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Just, uh, just getting to see if you're back. Well, it's, always, it's always a good day when you can ride your bike. Oh, nice. You, you're running the bike. No, no, no training today. Just uh, you taking an easy day, or or, uh, or is that part of the day already done and over with? Yeah, just kind of, you know, I like to, uh, at least once a week, I like to get out and ride, get out on the trails and ride a little bit, kind of keeps me sane, and, uh, you know, just, uh, it, it's it's also good for my cardio. So. I mean, so I think, you know, regardless if we're talking pedal bike, motorcycle, dirt bike, whatever, some people <laughs> underestimate the... Uh, the relaxation of, of of a bike ride. It doesn't matter if you're pedaling it. You got you, you got a uh, you got some spoon engine between your legs, whatever. So I don't think people understand what really uh, the relaxation of a ride does bring. Oh yeah, I, I mean I I always I always call it you know my uh, it's my church. You know it's like my happy place. I just like to get out there in the middle of nowhere. I I normally ride by myself and just kind of zone out. Think about think about whatever's on my mind, or whatever you know, whatever I don't realize is on my mind. Kind of help me get through some things, and like I said, keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. Hey man, we we, I mean, we all need our happy places. God, Nikki. Yeah, you, you need to like you know have your mind clear every once in a while. I think that's like a lot of people's problem now is people are so stressed out because they don't take the time to like just like clear their head a little bit, like. You know, everyone's always on their phones or on the computer oh, or yeah. watching TV or talking to somebody else or they're at work. You know, even in, even driving in the car, most of the time you have, like, music on and stuff. You're not really, like, able to, like, clear your head and, like, you know, think about all the stuff that's going on in your life. Yeah, for sure. I think I think, uh, I think a little unplug is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Do you do, like, any visual, visualizations when you're, like, training for a fight? Do you, like, you know kind of mentalize what's going to happen, you know, fight week and during the fight and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I actually, I got a, I got a really, a really good, um, uh, psychologist that I was, I was really fortunate to work with in, in college at Penn state, um, Dave Buchelson. And he was like, it, it was, I mean, back then I'm, I'm dating myself now, <laughs> but it was like, you know, 2000, 2002, 2003, and it was pretty. It was pretty unheard of to have a sports psychologist, um, you know, on staff at your at your school. And um, man, he really he took me to the next level. I think he he, kinda, he got me over a bunch of hurdles. And and um, you know, I, I attribute a lot of my success to him. And I've I've carried that over. You know, I, I work with the sports psychologists 
still today. Um, but now, you know, now I'm training on the West Coast, so I, I use a guy that, um, that's a professor at Cal State Fullerton, um, Lenny Wurzma. All right. And, and where, yeah, where exactly are you training now? Are you in Colorado? I'm not. I'm in, uh, I'm in oh. Chula Vista, so I'm down in Alliance MMA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I've been ba- I've been bouncing around quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think I've found my Like, I mean, if you really think about it, when we're talking about it, like, like I got, you know, when a lot of guys first came into the sport, it was the taboo thing to do. You you weren't allowed to go to other gyms. Now it's going almost like the accepted norm, where you know you may have may very well train to three to four different training camps inside of your fight camp. Yeah, I I do. I th- I think you kind of nowadays. I think you do yourself a disservice when you're when you just kind of. Well, you know what to expect all the time, and you don't give yourself any surprises. You know that—that's. I think that's the. You know that that always happens in a fight. Something happens that you don't plan on, so you know might as well keep yourself uncomfortable. Yeah, hey, especially it, with it, 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 health problems too. There's that you know health problems pop up that you're not expecting. You need to be able to, you know, come to grips with what's happening with your body too and overcome that. I know you had, you had a problem before your last fight. You had staph infection for a long time and you had to deal with all, you know, getting well and getting back into everything and getting everything sorted out with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always a curveball. I think, I don't think anybody comes into a fight exactly where they want to be or exactly where they expected they would be. And, um, you just kind of, you know, that, that's part of sport. I think is just kind of dealing, dealing with the, the card you're dealt and trying, trying to make the best of it. And um, when you can do that, I think, you know, I, I think it's rewarding when you, when you can do that. When you know you have a lot of adversity through camp, and then um, you know you can overcome it when it when it really matters. I think that's uh, that's pretty rewarding. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, yeah. Having that Doesn't issue be- like that you had, you know, that took you several months to to get over. Has that affected your training at all? Do you train differently now, or um, do you go about uh, the way you practice or the way that you take your off time? Um, I'm I'm much more. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I I take a lot more precautions now when it comes to you know just um. um you know, like washing, washing with uh, cleanse, like a you know hardcore, um, you know body wash, like once a week, and you know just, just like those kind of things. But but it did for a while, for quite a while, affected my training. I you know I it, I had I had the infection in my shin, so you know any any kick training, you know I'm kicking with my right chin, and I you know I just. I just couldn't do it. It just like, it would get swollen and big and I was afraid, you know, something would, would act up again in there because I've had, they, they say once you have a staph infection, you're kind of always prone to it. So anytime there's any swelling in your body or, you know, whatever, it kind of makes me freak out. So I, I laid off that for quite a while and I, I, you know, now I'm, I'm over it. So that's, that's really nice. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still, it's always in the back of your mind. Because that, it just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. Did you find yourself, like, uh, focusing on different aspects of your game? If you couldn't, like, kick, did you find yourself doing other, like, you know, working on the upper body or, like, uh, any other aspects more? 
Yeah, definitely. I think I, I really started working on my ground game a lot during those times. Um, I worked a lot with Neil Melanson, who's he's, <laughs> he's still I'd, – I'd consider him my head coach. He's, um, you know, he's, he's a grappling guy. He's a very brutal grappling guy. So um, just kind of sharpening up my sequences with him and, you know, really, really paying attention to my ground game, which, um, you know, just coming from a wrestling background, I never really thought that I needed to – I needed to focus – on that part of it, but um, really, really making that stuff efficient, I think, is, has really helped me out a lot in the past in the past year or so. Yeah, and your fight your fight's coming up pretty soon. Uh, your opponent Misha Serkinov, he he's kind of a wrestling guy himself. He has a bunch of submission uh, finishes, but his last two, you know, were losses by TKO in the first round. Do you look at that and say like, oh, that's that's the way to get him, or or you kind of like, you know, I'll mess around with him on the ground if he wants to go that way. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think um, I think I'm ready. I'm ready for all aspects of his game. You know, whether whether it's on the ground or on the feet. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, you watch you watch film and you you see what he's been doing lately and all that stuff, and you, you know, you get you get you get ideas going, but. Um, I, it, I try. I, I really try not to focus too much on on what my opponent's doing. Um, you know, obviously, I look for weaknesses here and there, and um, you know, my my team is is really good about reviewing film and things like that. But um, for the most part, I just I like to concentrate on myself and mm-hmm. um, and just you know work work towards my strengths because I think you know in my in my absolute best area, I can beat everybody. So. If I can get someone in that position, I'm I'm doing it. Is this a fight that you asked for, or is it just something that came across and you were like, "Yeah, I'll take this fight." Um, it, it, I didn't ask for it, um, but yeah, it, it kind of it came across, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I I had kind of, I kind of thought, you know, I had a couple names in mind. They might they might run across me, um, and that was definitely one of them. So you know. I was somewhat ready for 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 them to offer that, but mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, I'm I'm not the uh, fight picking kind of guy. I don't. You know, unless unless something really crazy happens. Um, you know, I'm just kind of like, all right, I'll fight. I'll fight whoever whoever you guys uh, who you guys bring across. So I'll, I'll do it. Well, what happens so. is he's going to get that out of you, though, Patrick. I mean, you're already this this kind of like. You know, unassuming guy. Anyway, so like, what would it take for somebody to, for, to, to get you to go either on a post fight or, or a social media thing where 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 you're you're calling to meet somebody in the cage? Is, is it a personal thing or just something you don't like about their character? Like, what would it take to get you there? I don't. You know what? That's t- that's tough. That's really tough because I feel like. Um... You know, if someone someone came at me on social media, I probably wouldn't even realize it for a long time. <laughs> What's that? I said you. I said normally, like you know, from what I've seen, you just kind of just like laugh and chuckle at those types of things, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I think, I think for the most part, you know, if, if someone really has a problem with me, um, I, I want to say it's just they're just doing it to get, to try to drum up attention and, and get, you know, get, get publicity. And I'm, I'm just not into that. I'm, I just want to, I just want to do what I do and, 
and uh, go home and ride my bike. Yeah, man. We enjoy the small things in life, and sometimes we have to punch people in the face to get what we want, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you know, we got we got uh, we got some fights coming up this this weekend. One, one in your division, you got uh, OSP and uh, and Reyes. What do you think about that fight, man? Um, I you know what I actually uh, OSP just just came through camp. Um, I'd say I'm, maybe it was about a month ago now, and uh, he came through. I, you know, I I really like the guy, um, so and I, I I think he's 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 just a big awkward athletic guy, and I always you know I always I always uh, I always think he can pull he can pull it out. So that you know, with that being said, I don't know I don't know much about um, he's fighting Dom is Dom Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dom Reyes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know a whole bunch about him, but it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting fight to to watch. Yeah, I mean I'm interested because I, I still feel like these are two guys that could you know, if, if get a couple wins put together, they could be you know, a guy that could be making an argument to to be vying for a contender spot or a title fight with with him here. You know, OSP, you know, isn't too far removed from, from a late-minute replacement fight that had him in a title fight. So, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting. You know, you know, Reyes is, uh, I think he's like 9-0 and at this point in time. You know, I, I still, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of, of these guys getting losses early in their careers. I mean, you know, look what happens to a lot of these, you know, a lot of these male or female fighters when they go on these 10, 15, 20, 20 fight winning streaks and then they lose. Oh, yeah. They're never the yeah, it's easy, it's easy for the wheels to fall off when something like that happens. Yeah, like like I, like I was saying, I like I think like and it's weird because you don't really see that with. I mean, I don't want to bring the wrestling comparison up, but when you see collegiate wrestlers when they when they take those L's, they just find some ways to overcome them, develop something, do something to to kind of counteract whatever it was that that caused that loss. Where some of these guys that don't come from those type of backgrounds, it takes them a little bit longer to get back up on that horse for whatever reason that is. Do you think that's a fair assessment or or, or am I just taking a little bit of a stretch? No, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit that I've, I've learned the most from, from my, my losses in, in the UFC, especially, you know, especially getting thrown in the mix pretty green you know like early in my career i'm fighting yeah. i'm fighting some really really tough guys and and those you know those, those fights i always i always thought there um you know there was a time and place for me to win those fights but it just it just wasn't meant to be at that moment so i i think i think it's all about you, you know you're right take taking your lumps a little bit and and learning from it if you if you can't find, if you can't, you know, if you just get down on yourself from losing and just, you know, it, it turns into a, you know, a crazy downward spiral, you're not, you're not doing it right. You know, I, and I think my, my first, you know, my first loss, I, 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 I spent maybe a month thinking that way. And then I, you know, then I finally forced myself to watch the fight, you know, saw, saw things I did well and some things I didn't do well and just thought, okay, I can improve on this. That, you know, that's not going to happen again. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think losing is important, even though, even though it's the worst feeling in the world. 
Yeah, but so, but it's the worst feeling in the world. But it's the, it's the one that you pick yourself up. And be like, remember that. Remember that feeling. Don't ever ever put yourself in that position again. You don't. You want to be so sick of that feeling that that you that it 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 makes you damn near psychotic to not, to not feel it again. <laughs> Oh, hey. I, I mean, that's, been there. that's what most, most, of, most of you, you combat sports athletes have to do. Is, is that how your, how your mindset has to be when you go toward it? Like you were just talking about a sports psychologist. It's something that we talk about on here constantly. Uh, you know, yes, you know, it, 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 and it started from an interview I had with, 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 Bat, with Bass way back in the day. It's just like um, this sport may be a physical sport, but it, it's 100% mental. And, I, and at the time, I never got it. It was just, I guess, as time went on and I and, and, and I got more and more and more and more familiar with the sport, I'm like, God damn, this is freaking right, man. I mean, because oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been bringing it up lately, but I just used a prime example of uh, of Rose and Joanna. Joanna was trying to break her down mentally any way she possibly could, and then when she realized that she couldn't break her will mentally, she broke. And it's probably one of the weirdest things we've probably seen in championship fights in, in probably the last five five years at least. Yeah, no, you're you're that that's that's actually that's actually a really good example of it, I think, because um, that's just you know. Because at the time, like everyone was calling me around that you know she's the Terminator. She was mentally beating all these girls before they, they even stepped in the cage with her. And for whatever reason, Rose is just a stone cold face killer, and was just like, all right, whatever. Oh, you put yep. your, your 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 knuckle on my chin. Oh well, we'll fight Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, yeah, it's I mean, things you gotta love about this sport because sometimes even the loudest person in the room is probably the weakest. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely my philosophy on it. You know, that's that kind of that that echoes my, my whole thing on, you know, trash talking and that whole thing. You know, I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to talk trash on anybody, but you know, when, when time comes to, to square up, I'm going to, I'm going to give you all I got. So that's just, that's just where I, that's just where I've come from. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to change that. It's hard to, it's hard to be something you're not in this sport. I think it comes it comes off very transparent. It, it, I you think know, the fans sniff it out faster than anybody, and they will destroy you over it. They will destroy yeah. your career over it. And I think guys, guys, girls, you know, you know, fighters that are coming up, pay attention to that. Be who you are. Be who you are. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. Don't be fake. Yep. No, I'm. I'm. I totally <laughs> agree with that. And you know, I. That kind of. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I. When I first started this sport, you know, maybe seven, seven, eight years ago, I, I thought, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a place for me in this sport. I'm not, I can't be one of these guys that's gonna wear a tap out t-shirt and talk a bunch of trash and, you know, do a dance <laughs> while I'm walking out. You know, I was like, that's that's just not my personality. I can't do. I I don't think I can do that. You know, well, I, you, I had. You some... didn't like the James the Hooner walks out. That's what the James the Hooner walkouts were gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I just thought, man, I I just I can't be that guy. And I had a couple a couple you know intelligent people saying, you know what, the sport is changing, and they need they need different personalities. Everybody cannot be the same the same style person. So just. Keep, just be yourself and 
that that's the most important thing for you to do. Just you know, if if you do something and it's not it's not you, everybody's gonna notice it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you can't have bad guys if you don't have any good guys too. So that's another thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Right. So, it's, <laughs> but I mean, it's the one of the most weirdest things about this sport is that uh, you know the, the the people who who are fake and, and get eyes to them for whatever reason want, want, winds up getting the uh, the limelight, and you know we're we're gonna see a prime example of it uh, you know, coming this weekend. We're gonna see uh, Khabib and Conor McGregor, man. It's uh, it's kind of the fight that I think most of the sport has been waiting for for the better part of two years. So, yeah. uh, I just, you know, I, I, I just, I don't like the way that this fight was initially promoted. And I, you know, I don't know if it was. I, I just. As soon as Connor got arrested, it was, it was the UFC just, just, just eyes went ching. It was like that, that yeah. we don't even have to we don't even have to worry about promoting this fight. This is gonna fight's gonna promote itself. We'll just play all this footage and this that and the third. And I agree with that. I think it was done terribly because that shouldn't be what what yeah. the premise of the fight was. You have an undefeated world sambo champion in 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 Khabib, and you have Conor McGregor who's probably one of the you know has probably the best footwork in at lightweight. Not just that, just the way he closes distance is freaking incredible. I think it makes a great style of matchup. Wrestlers tend to give Connor a problem. Khabib has never faced a striker like Connor. That should have been the playing point of the fight. Instead, it was everything else but. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, it kind of, it gives, it gives the society of well, black guys. That's what people want to And then you put in the, the little the little tidbits about the, the, uh, you know the the dolly and all that stuff. You do that stuff at the end after you've already promoted the fight, not yeah. to kick. Yeah, it but you know what? You, you know what it is though. It's like probably I would say a good majority of the people that are going to be buying this Conor McGregor fight are buying it for Conor McGregor. They probably don't even know what Sambo is. You know, like they're they're <laughs> it's the casual like it's the it's the fight for <laughs> the, the casual fans right pretty much. Yeah, the sad part is you're right. Like. <laughs> No, I, 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 mean, I, I think she's right. You know, the majority of, of these are are going to be the, uh, the 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 robot Connor fans that that thinks that he's uh, you know the the second coming of Jesus and everything like that. But I'll I tell mean, you what, though, uh, all the fools sitting in my house on Saturday night will be la- those fools <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all my friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, and I just. I just, I think, I can't help but think, every time the fight gets brought up, I can't help but think about, you know, the guy, the guys that got hurt during that stupid incident and couldn't, and couldn't fight. You know, I think about, man, if that was, if, if that was me, I would be insanely pissed off. And like, you, you, you just took I, a paycheck. The person that got, I think the person that got screwed over the most that night was Paul Felder. And it was the funniest thing ever. Cause it, oh, cause yeah. he didn't even do anything wrong. It was like, he lost his fight that night. Then, you know, he's about to take James Vick, and then, then Vick gets stolen from him. He winds up having to take a short-notice fight at a weight class up against Mike Perry. It was just like <laughs> – then he winds up losing his ranking at, at lightweight because he lost at welterweight. I'm like, oh, my God, can it get any worse? <laughs> yeah. 
that, that whole debacle with them. I mean, but I mean, Paul still has a pretty good gig when we look at the overall scheme. But you know, if he was just a guy who all he was doing was fighting paycheck to paycheck, he would be a very ornery, ornery Irishman right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Those I mean, guys, I mean, I mean, those that, guys that that's just the that let's, let's not forget what happened to Fiesta. Let's not forget what happened to Bork. And Bork yeah. has also been going through some crazy crap since then, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what I mean. I mean, those guys are fighting paycheck to paycheck, and like that, that sets them back. That sucks. I'd be, I'd be furious. We were talking with uh, with Dean Thomas a few weeks ago. He's like, if I was CSI, I'd freaking sue him for everything. That that was right. I was trying to find a way to sue him myself. I was trying to find a way to make sure I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have a situation like that, like, I mean, you don't like to kick a guy when he's down, but, I mean, if you're already doing bad things and money's going to be thrown around, guess what? I flipped and fell all over the dolly. I, I broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just the way way Americans are anymore. I mean, I mean, look what happened with Diaz. You know, Diaz had a freaking stalker, didn't freaking call the cops on her, then she was able to put portray him in, in a light where he looked like he was uh, the domestic violence, abu- you know, womanizer, whatever. Yeah, that's just the way the way the, the world works. Sometimes it's not fair, but it is what it is, man. Yeah. Nicole, anything you want to add before we get ready to uh, uh, let Patrick enjoy the rest of his evening? Uh, I just wanted to ask one more thing. You know, uh, we're talking about briefly talking about rankings, and we all know that the rankings really don't mean much. But I, I feel like in your division that you're in, you, you've been hovering in the top 15 for a while. If you, you know, you're taking on the number 10 guy, hoping to move up in the rankings, but there's there's the same people sitting at the top and they never move down no matter how long they've been out. You know, do you feel like you kind of have, if you have a certain name, like, you know, Alexander Gustafson, John Jones is coming back, you know, like even like, uh, um, well, Daniel Cormier is the champion now, but even when he wasn't like you, you have this, uh, sort of like stout or you have this like name, you know, you have name power. You kind of stay at the top of the division. Do you feel like there's any way to get those guys to move down they have to. You, I don't know how to say this. Do you think it's like the the majority of the division from like 15 to six, we'll say, really needs to like start making noise and moving up to push these guys out of the way, or do you think that they're kind of will just sit at the top for a long time? I mean, I, I do. I do think those there are guys that will just sit there, and um, there. But there are also guys that are that are starting to move in there that are, you know, that that they're they're staying relevant. They're making the most noise, you know, they're being the squeaky wheel, you know, like, like we talked about, you know, all those, everybody that's trying to talk trash and get people to take fights and, you know, do all that, that because the media controls the rankings, those, you know, those guys are relevant and they're, you know, they're constantly, constantly being talked about. Those guys are going to get ranked higher. And, and, you know, to me, I, I don't care. I, I don't care what I'm ranked. You know, it's just, Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't fight for that. You know, I, I want to, I want to take the belt at some point. And, and I do think that, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to, to look back and say, oh, you know, I was ranked, you know, 
nice once in my life or you know whatever whatever it is I, I i that's not that's not the end game at all you know i think everybody everybody that really really cares and really is a true competitor they want to they want to be the best guy out there and um it just i i just i don't put much stock in the rankings and and in in the light heavyweight division i i really do feel like it's pretty wide open, you know, just, just for the, for the, for the fact that there are those guys that sit there at the top and they don't, you know, they, they don't even take fights. You can, you know, you put two or three fights together and you could be, you could be vying for a belt pretty quickly. So I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not upset at it. I don't, I don't, I don't lose any sleep over the rankings, but you know, the end of, end of the day, I want to be, I want to be the the guy with the with the C next to his name, so <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what I'm to do, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess you know, a lot of people are mad at how the rankings go, and you know, some people are like it doesn't really matter. I mean, like you said, you could jump into a title shot, you know, on short notice fight or something like that, and you never know how things work out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy sport, and there's there's always there's so much so much unpredictability and you know luck luck always has something to do with it you know and i i'll, I'll always say this that you know the, the way i got into the ufc was just complete stroke of luck and i'm mm-hmm. you know i'm so happy that it happened or because i don't who knows what i'd be doing i'd be i'd be scraping by still maybe you know trying to try and struggling to get fights you know local fights and nobody wants to fight a wrestler and, you know it just who knows? But you just you gotta you gotta take what you get, and when when luck comes, you gotta you gotta ride it and enjoy it. Do you ever dream about a rematch with DC? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean that, that's been that's been kind of my thing. You know, that's that's been my thing for a long time. Is you know I I'd love to see how much I've improved through. You know we've talked about you know getting getting that experience that invaluable experience from taking losses and i'd really like to see how you know how how much i have improved since that since that first fight yeah hopefully you get the chance while he's still champion that'd be awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know he got he's got to stick around just a little bit more yeah exactly yeah But I mean, hey man, if you could ever get that, I mean, it's starting to look like that 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 might be a a, a, a kind of like Rocky Three moment where you guys do that behind closed doors or something, because uh, <laughs> the hourglass is running out on that, and uh, looks like he's got a couple dance partners that 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 want to take up what he perceives as his last two professional mixed martial arts fights. Yeah, it's true. And you know what? The hourglass run out on me. I'm not. I'm not too far behind him either. I'm. I'm getting up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's one thing about this sport. It comes up in, on you, sneaks and and snuffs snuffs you out before you're ready to let it go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one. No one ever goes out on their own terms. That's for damn sure. <laughs> the only one I've seen do it so far was George Saint Pierre. That's the only one. He's back now. Yeah, he'll always get yes, drawn back. No, he's not tied down. He's not, he is not tied down financially to the sport. He doesn't need this sport. If he comes back, it is on his terms. This is what we were just talking about. His terms, right? Yeah. 
It's still I would also turn. say Uriah Faber was like that too. Uriah Faber yeah. was like, peace out. <laughs> he left, but what was it really? Like, I love Uriah, but what was his relevancy at that point in time? Because he was like, what, like 0 and 6 in, in, in all Zufa title fights? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, anyway. I, the guys did a lot of stuff for this sport, especially for the lighter weight classes. But like, but when yeah. when someone tries to tell me he walked away on his own terms, I I can't I can't agree with that. Uh, anyway, I don't know. We're not gonna get into it. Anyway, we're, <laughs> let, let, let Pat go. Like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we, me and Nikki definitely do not agree on everything. We're we're we're, we're definitely not not, not <laughs> that uh, that host and co-host. We we we'll, we'll butt heads more than more we than we're each, We compliment each other well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. You need that. Yeah. Well, uh, Pat, uh, what we typically do here at the end is throw the proverbial microphone over to you. Anyone you would like to thank, trainer partners, teammates, shoot out any social media sites, any sponsors you may have, charities you're working with, anything like that. The time is yours. Um, yeah, I'd really, I'd like to thank, you know, all, all the guys at Alliance. I've, I've really in the, in the past, I don't know, maybe four or five months here down in San Diego, it's been, they, they really, I've really felt comfortable and, and, um, they've really, they've taken me in and, and I've got a lot of help from, from the guys on the team and, and the coaching staff. So I'm, I'm excited to go put on, put on a good performance for them. And then, you know, obviously my, uh, since I'm such a bike rider, I got to thank my, my bike sponsor, Niner Bikes. And, um, my other, my other, uh, trusty sponsors, Soren X exercise equipment. Those guys, those guys are awesome. And I just, uh, it, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to do, to do a lot of what I do without, without those guys. It's still, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that, uh, the sport, the sport is still very sponsor driven, even though, um, you know, it, Reebok has come on the scene, and you know you don't you don't see guys repping their sponsors on the on a banner anymore. It's still, you know, those guys are kind of a little bit behind the scenes now, and more more relevant on social media. Um, but it's uh, it's always it, they're they're definitely needed, and I'm I'm thankful for for those guys. Hey man, the, the, you know people underestimate the uh, training partners and and coaches are, are, are probably your, your biggest supporters, family members, etc. They they need the same love about it as you get when it comes to this, right? They sacrifice just as much as you do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't just happen. You know, it's it's it takes sacrifices from everybody. Absolutely. But Pat, yeah. it, it was a pleasure talking to you tonight, my man. Best of skills to you in, in the, uh, the the fight you got with uh, with uh, with Kurinov, and uh, you know hopefully we get you back on here again and uh, and, and talk talk some more MMA and uh, have some fun again. It was a good one, man. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I, I enjoyed myself for sure. All right. Thanks so much. All Enjoy right, your night. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, everyone. That was the official Darkin. Mr. Patrick Cummins, that was a that was another fun interview. I knew I forgot to ask him something. Darn it! <laughs> what were you gonna ask him? That is beautiful mustache. What you do? You oh, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> I know it is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, all right, Tyler's calling in now. All right, perfect. 
Because he's calling in through Skype, so I can only imagine the debauchery he has planned. <laughs> oh, no, he told, uh, you know, he's supposed to fight, uh, what was it, uh, the guy from The Ultimate Fighter, Matt. Um, oh, shoot. Forget the freaking episode it was. He's supposed to bare knuckle box. I think he was supposed to fight one of the Ultimate Fighter guys, but then all, all of a sudden something right. happened. He was like, he's like, I'm going to call him up while we're on the air. We're just going to go at it. I'm like, no, you're not. Dude. You're not going to do that. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and, you know, when you're, uh, as my tweet said, when when your uh, guest tweets out, let's get weird before we're getting ready to go on the air. Yeah. I can, I can tell it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you worried? I don't know. I'm just going to be like another one of those episodes where I'm just sitting there like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> I need your help to see where it goes. I don't need you to bail out and just be like, okay, this is weird. I'm uh, I'm just gonna sit here and let Steve run with it. <laughs> That's not fair to me. I mean, I know I know I'm an oddball and I can deal with the weirdness and I'm from Philly and all that, but come on now. <laughs> Can't leave me hanging out in the limb by myself. Nah, I won't. <laughs> Got the number. Let's see the Skype thing. We know how that goes. Yeah. I mean, I like you know talking on Skype better, but it's so annoying. Yeah. It's just like when you have issues with service and connection that that it just makes it almost impossible to do. Like I'd be getting mad if like we start talking and then all you all you start hearing is like me echoing or something like that. I would just. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why a lot of times I do it from the phone, just because it's a little bit more reliable. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I I just think it's annoying to like sit there with the phone against my ear the whole time. I like having my headphones, my microphone. <laughs> well, that's also why I put it on speaker from time to time. So. <laughs> hmm. Now I'm sitting down, waiting for. <laughs> Mr. King. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's gonna be a barrel full of laughs. <laughs> Mr. King. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about because we weren't here last week it was that I got to speak to George St. Pierre last week. It oh, was amazing. Part interview for for Fanside MMA, which you guys need to go check out. Mhm. It was like the best. I don't know. I've just like loved him forever, and I was just like, oh, I get to talk to him with his beautiful French accent. Have to, you have to compose yourself. I know. Mostly, it was only a phone call. If it was Skype, I'd be like all red. <laughs> no, it was really really nice. He was like he was like nice. He answered all my questions. He like went into detail. Actually, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna post the interview on my YouTube channel as soon as I, like, edit it out. Because it was, like, a really long interview. So as soon as I, like, break it up into, like, pieces, I'll probably put that up on YouTube and everybody can check it out on there. But, yeah, he he, he mentioned a lot of fun stuff. He was talking about weight cutting and adding weight classes. And, you know, he had a couple funny stories up there. 
good stuff. All right. <laughs> Mr. Tyler, where are you? I'm just texting you, homie. What's going on? <laughs> Maybe he can't get through. Uh oh. Wah, wah, wah. Let me see something. Where does Apple go in here? Where does contact? <laughs> we do have his old contact. I wonder. Send him another message. <laughs> you have to love technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The benefits of a live show, ladies and gentlemen. There's only two fun, fun, cards fun. in August, in uh, October. I was surprised by that because I went to like look up, you know, like last week I went to like look at my calendar to like figure out like interviews and stuff like that. And I was surprised there's only two UFC events in October. I thought there was another one. But then we, of course, we have New York that coming out. There's there's four in November. Oh, no, there's five in November. Wow. I'm just looking at this now. That's, that's impressive. Five cards in November. Hmm. Are you sure you can hear my son? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well. (laughs) No, he's yelling at the dog. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's why I always make sure my kids are sleeping when I try and do this. <laughs> you are sleeping. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Was he texting Wait, you that he was gonna fall? No. He just contact number. See if this works. Eight, seven, two, two, four. Don't say the number on the air. <laughs> People will be calling them all over the place. <laughs> I think we're over again. There he is, Mr. King. There he is. Try this again. <laughs> Tyler. Oh, hi. Yeah. My man. What's up, bro? What's up? How you been, man? I am doing all right. Not too bad. How are you guys doing? How are you doing? We're good. I'm I'm hanging. I'm just yeah. You know, we we just finishing up t- tonight's episode. We just got done talking to. Uh, to Dirk and Pat, Pat Cummins, now we got got you on here, and uh, you know I, I know you've been uh, 
you've been uh you've been out there lately man you've been uh you've been chasing people down uh, apparently you got you got fighters with track shoes shoes on there what's going on man Wait, i got what apparently i got what apparently you got fighters wearing track shoes now they they they, they running around what's going uh, on man um i i what, what are you specifically referring to sir i have to uh tread lightly here i think um i don't know you have to be a little more specific for me <laughs> you have to chat lightly. That's funny coming from you, brother. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, uh, I mean, which one we can go to? We can go to because uh, I know you've been, uh, you've been, you've been lobbying for the the Merriman, Merriman fight, and and that that whole thing got weird. And then I know you were supposed yeah. to be fighting for uh, the uh, the uh, World Bare Knuckle uh, uh, Fighting Federation uh, 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 coming up here the next month. And mm-hmm. things with opponents in there is getting weird. So what's going on? Which which way? Which, which, which way is it going? Um, are, 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 are you guys up on current events? Not uh, somewhat. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple I'm gonna throw a couple things out there. This is why I understand right now. Uh, the uh, president of WBKF Paul Tyler put out a statement on his Facebook page yesterday. It was released via Fightbook MMA as well that the president of WBKFF, I have to go back and look at the name, excuse me, not the president, the owner, um, Christopher, I believe, um, I have to go back and look at the name. I hadn't even spoken to him yet. said, I will never fight in WBKFF, and I am banned from competing in WBKFF. Um, I still would very much like to fight, um, but apparently I wasn't enough of a gentleman. I talked too much shit. Excuse my French. Um, uh, apparently, things that I said went out of bounds. Um, what I said about Bork's wife, apparently, and apparently there was a misunderstanding as well. I think I said, talking much like um, Muhammad Ali would say he was going to show up and slap Sonny Liston. I said Sean Merriman advertised that he was doing a table smashing event uh, at uh, Orchard Park, uh, New York, at the Buffalo Bills versus Chargers game. I said I would go and possibly do some table slamming, and uh, obviously I didn't go. And I think it was thought that I went because I posted a video of me screaming, hey, Sean, where the fuck you at while I was at a New England Patriots game. Anyway, I think there are several misunderstandings, so I kind of don't know where everything's at with that right now. Uh, apparently, from what I understand right now, I am banned from World Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, which is kind of crazy, but, yeah, I'm banned from fighting a bare knuckle organization. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a crowd of weird just following you, bro. Because this is just the next level silly. Like, listen, yes. I know both of you guys are talking. You know, you you were lobbying hard for the fight, and and I don't really think you really did anything that was too far out of bounds. I mean, you know, uh, some of those messages yeah, okay. were, were way for, were way further out of bounds than anything you said publicly. I mean, apparently, what I said about Bork's wife was out of bounds. I lay. I don't. I'm very ambiguous about it. I don't think anything should be out of bounds when you're hyping a fight or talking shit about a fight. But take it as you will, man. I don't know. Um, I what I said maybe a matter of opinion. I think a lot of people agree with me, but I guess I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. I'm sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings, but we're all adults here and. I don't know. Well, I like to, I like to hype a fight. I like to make it personal. So 
Gamera. Did you have like a backup as, plan as, now? As, what what to do moving forward? What am I gonna do moving forward? Um, I'm ready to fight straight up. Um, I'll let it be known right now. Um, I was going back and forth with uh, Matt Van Buren from the Ultimate Fire Season 19. Um, I would very much like to fight him in a bare knuckle match. I want to do it at a catch weight. Uh, right now, I'll go on record. I will fight Matt Van Buren at WBKFF on November 9th in Casper, Wyoming, and I will fight him at light heavyweight. Like right now, I will fight him at light heavyweight. Like, if you want <laughs> Manny Van Buren, I will fight you at light heavyweight at WBKFF. You and your coach say, come down to heavyweight, fat boy. Um, well, fine. Um, we'll come down to light heavyweight. I'll stop being so fat because I'm really, 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 really fat. But whatever, man. Like, I don't I don't care. I know I'll come in. I know I'll beat you um, straight up. And that's how I feel about it. Uh, if you want to do it, well, I don't think you are. I think you're afraid like everyone else is. And if I, I've already said I will do what it takes to make amends with WBKFF as far as public apologies, as far as anything along those lines. But I just want to fight. I want to fight my Van Buren. I want to do it at 205. And let's get weird. <laughs> so, so you just basically think that, that uh, you know, so somebody has crossed the lines of, of what actually was happening and said, and there's some type of miscommunication somewhere along the lines between you and the upper management there at uh, – uh, at this promotion, and and you, you believe that defenses can be mended, and and, and you can move forward. I will amicably. gladly, I will gladly mend the fence. Um, I would, like right now, as far as Sean goes, he's a play fighter. He's garbage as a fighter. Um, he wouldn't last around with me, but whatever. I can say that twenty three thousand different ways. We all know he's afraid of me. It is what it is. Move forward, and um, you're still junior. As far as Bork goes, um, uh, I wish I wasn't so bad with names because I would quote the name, but just watch the last fight. The dude throws fights. He's garbage as a fighter. I mean, say what you will. You can say, I've seen some footage today. Everyone goes to Paul Tyler's um, uh, Facebook page, and, Bork, and Mike Bork posted a video. Someone took a video of the video, like took a cell phone, because Mike Bork blocked me and everything, took a video and sent me the video. Um, so I know what Mike Bork's technique looks like. It's not good. I'm light years ahead of him. Um, he actually might be – Sean actually might give him a fight because Bork's out of shape and his technique's so bad. So, whatever. Well, one way or another, I hope the air gets cleared between, between, between you and them because, I mean, I just think it's kind of silly, you know, At the end of the day, I mean, why are we talking about this? I mean, because it's interesting because I brought some eyeballs to it. If you need me to tone a few things down, I mean, we can always find a middle ground. I mean, if I'm going to be scapegoated for talking shit. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to to say anything. I'm not saying anything that's not true right now. But when you have a former NFL star who says that I'm crossing the line and he – messages my girlfriend on Instagram and he makes homophobic comments about my towards me and myself and my coaches. I mean, it's double standard. and It's not really fair. I'm not 
trying to throw him under the bus or anything like that. I'm just being matter of fact about everything. But again, I'm willing to uh, I am willing to let bygones be bygones, let this be water under the bridge and come to compete on November ninth because I know which whichever promotion decides to pull the trigger and have me on the next card, especially at light heavyweight, there's gonna be a buzz and there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on it because I bring to the table, and probably one of the best fights you've seen as a debut or re-debut at light heavyweight. So let's just say, for argument's sake, they they, they don't want to move forward. They're, they're, you know, at least at this time, whatever. What's the next step? Is it another uh, another? You know, because you know, there's what like who wants three to fight? Bare- who wants no, no, no. The next step is the next step is who wants to fight? Who wants to get some eyeballs? Let's do this right now. I'll say this right now. Promoters, if you're listening, you can have Tyler King versus Matt Hamill at heavyweight, at cruiserweight at 225, or at light heavyweight. You guys want that fight? I can make that fight happen. Who wants it? Get in touch with me. Instagram, TylerKing52. Twitter, TKing52. I'm Tyler King on Facebook. It's not hard to get a hold of me. Call in, them, call in right now. We can make that fight happen pretty soon. I already have everything in place. You're not even going to have to do much work. I got this. Who wants to make a fight? Who wants to see me knock Matt Hamill out? When you have stuff like this lined up, like, ha- like have have you, like, 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 talked to any of, like, like, local or, or regional shows, like, uh, you know, I mean, in the combat? I put a couple fields out there, and I can make it happen. I just have yet to move forward with it. I just kind of want to see how everything flushes out. Just a matter of factly, I'm just going to see how everything, how everything flushes. Excuse me, a little hookup there. I'm going to see how everything flushes out and kind of go from there. I mean, I'm not in an object hurry right now. I can make it happen. I can keep getting better. Y'all, whatever happens, whenever it happens with WBKFF, whether it's MMA, whether it's Lion Fights, you're going to see a new version of Tyler Terry. I love it, bro. I can't wait to see it, man. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. I ho- hopefully, we can, uh, uh, right. we can get something I... lined up for you, man. Gonna... Go What's that? Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was like, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing you get back in there, man. I love watching you do your thing both inside and outside the cage and – you know, hopefully, uh, we can get to see you, uh, you know, sh- you know, strapping in there, uh, you know, before the end of the year at least. I'll, 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 play, yeah, I'll say this right now. I'll say this right now. I will fight light heavyweight. I will make the walk the day before. I'll walk on that skill skill that skill will reach two oh six. I will make that walk the next day, and I will knock Matt Van Buren out inside three rounds. If they WKFF and Matt Van Buren want to go that route, that's what will happen. If not, any any promoter, regional, wants to have some clout to your show, wants to get a lot more eyeballs, maybe want to get on Fight TV, add, or Full Combat, you can add Tyler King versus Matt Hamill at one of three weight classes, however you want to play it. Win-win, everybody. It should be a fun fight. Or if you don't want to do it, someone else will. You'll regret it. And uh, there's a lot of year-end shows this year. There's more than one show. We're on New Year's this year, so 
and I'm in a new weight class, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things will happen. Someone is going to win the lottery. Someone. <laughs> hey, man. Can't 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 wait to 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 see which one it is. How how this uh this uh this wheel is not gonna stop spinning and and uh, we'll, we'll play that for you. Every like what we all want to see. I know what we all want to see. We all want to see what happens fight week in Cash for Wyoming, and you all want to see me fight in a bare knuckle box match in a new weight class versus versus the guy that finished. The guy that cleaned my clock last time at 205. Could you ask for a more compelling matchup? Now, um, you know, with uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this whole yeah, thing, exactly. you get Sorry. something over with. You know, you you get you off, yeah. What? No. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry, that. Awful connection. I apologize. <laughs> That's our brother. But um, uh, Nikki, anything you want to add before we uh, we let Tyler enjoy the rest of his evening? Um, no. I mean, you've been talking a lot about bare knuckle boxing. Do you think that that's kind of like a fad that's going to pass? Like, are you are you really determined on just the bare knuckle, or are you kind of like just with MMA in general? Like, it, it kind of seems like it's a passing fad to me, the bare knuckle thing. Honestly, I see it, like, right now, I see it as an extension of MMA. The way I look at it, it has a lot of potential. Um, there are going to be a lot of eyeballs on it, or at least or not, as far as the fighting part of it, you know, with. A, listen, as much as I want to, like, discredit Junior, because he just, he's my, he's, I'm his daddy. And by Junior, if you, if you all don't know who I mean by Junior, I mean Sean Merriman. Um just the intrigue of that is going to bring a lot of eyeballs to the product. Then you have two main fights. We have Chris Lieben versus Phil Baroni in the co-main event, which like this is this is an MMA fan's wet dream. I'm sorry, but that fight is just it's so compelling. Lieben coming off his two-year layoff in his health care, and Phil Baroni trying to make one last run at it. Like that just gets me. Then you have in the main event, you have Johnny Hendrick, former UFC welterweight champion. Big Rig, call him Big Rig for a reason. That man has dynamite in his hands. Even though he's a little thick at 185, he's fighting my my man, my brother, the man from New England, Brennan Ward, who has just gone. Listen, I will take full credit for this right now. I told Paul Tyler. I, I, I pleaded with Paul Tyler, signed Brennan Ward. I told him he's worth it. This will make such a huge difference. Let me tell you, this fight is dynamite. And I think Brent Ward's a sleeper. And I think Brent Ward's a one of my knockout. But, like, just those matches alone are compelling. Then you have Neva Van Buren. You have, there's a lot of fights that's waiting in the wings right now. They signed Julian Knight Train Lane. Another point I'd like to make, I'm bad for the sport, and Julian Lane is good for it. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> You're ban- you're banning me, but you're signing Julian Lane. I mean, what, 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 what are we doing here? What, what are we doing here, guys? Anyway, that's that's for all the shit I'll talk. But uh, yeah, this is sustainable, <laughs> and I'll be very I'll be frank that's right now. Um, I have one last thing to say. I'll be very frank. Right, I'll be very frank right now. Pay scale, they're doing a much better job, and they're taking care of the fighters in the right way right now, as far as I know. 
Hey, man. Right, I think that's the most important part when we talk about these opportunities, Tyler, because you have so many people trying to, to you know, you know, take advantage of, of, of young fighters and, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it's good to know that at least somebody is, at least what appears to be doing right by, by, by the athletes. Listen, I mean, <laughs> I know, I'll just say, yeah, like a lot of the guys, I, I, I have a good idea of what top guys on the card are getting and it's befitting of their legacies. I'll say that and their talents. I'll know. I'll tell you what I was getting, but I, I won't tell you. But I know I was going to get to fight Sean. It was. I wasn't happy. With it. I know. I know what Sean's getting to fight Bork, and they said that he's being taken care of. I also know what he has to fight me. What they told him no to. So I also know what. I also know what the breaking point is. So um, they're actually they're doing a good job. They're doing right by the fighters as far as purses go. As far again, as far as I know. But yeah. Hey, man, uh, I, I've heard some of these guys, you know, uh, some of these, not, not 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 the promotion you're talking about, but I, I've talked to fighters who's fought for some of the other bare-knuckle boxing promotions and was offered to fight one of the, the bigger UFC veterans, and their guy was trying to tell him, like, 1,500. I was like, dude, you threw that back in his face, right? He's like, he's like I'll fight oh, that, that nothing along those lines, as far as I know, nothing along those lines that were talked about. Before, and I'll say this, before I was, um, before, I, and here's the other thing. As far as Sean Marion goes, I was asked to fight him. The idea was brought to me. I didn't ask for it. The idea was brought to me and offered to me, and I accepted. And then Sean just, you know, he's scared, so whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. He, Sean turned it down every which way, and he begged for Mike Bork. He got Mike Bork, so... God bless you. Get to be a pecan, maybe. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just the amount of money going around and um, what they're doing for the fighters, it's going in a good direction as far as I know. Let's see if everything falls through, but it is, uh, this could lead to bigger things, hopefully. I, I hope it, it leads on to, to, to bigger, bigger things. Hopefully, the, these uh, these promotions stick around and give uh, give a lot of you uh, a lot of you athletes more opportunities to. Uh, one thing I will say. One thing I will say. Um, if if the if anyone if anyone someone is trying to get into you know promotion of a new sport like MMA, I don't know maybe you know Gold Boy. Um, yeah, I, I I've heard several things. I have no. Does anyone have any idea what's going on with the uh, Golden Boy undercard? I have no clue what that was. All I know is that it, it's not looking good. <laughs> have, have any fights? Have any fights besides Chuck and Tito three been announced? Mm, not that I've heard of yet. Uh, some red flags right there. Are there any free agents right now of note flowing around the MMA world? Uh, I think Eddie Alvarez is a free agent. Yeah, anyone that could fight November, what was it? It's a week after WKFF, right? So it's November 16th. And we haven't even announced another card fight yet. Well, no. We haven't announced any other fights yet. No other fights been announced yet. Maybe they should put Todd King versus Matt Hamill on that card. Hey, man. Yeah. That, that's another thing. Like, if you can't. I'd be reaching out to them if they're looking for a fight. Like, like they haven't booked anything. 
you know, I have no idea. Like the other thing, I have no idea that options are carrying just to get this burn Dana. So. I have no idea what you just said. I, I, I said, I mean, that's what I would be doing. I mean, if if you, if we, we know for, for a good fact that there's good possibility they don't have anything booked on, on undercard, main card, whatever, I mean, why not? You know Oscar's going to be, be doing I anything no and anything. Idea, he, like, I have no idea who their matchmaker is. is anyone, like, I think some people in the upper management world of MMA might know, but I think it's a lot of boxing guys, and they don't know how to connect, and literally nothing's happening. The bids put on Golden Boy cards. I have no idea what's happening with that card. And I'm usually pretty, like, up and up with what's going on in the MMA world. Uh, maybe maybe you, uh, <laughs> you get a hold of somebody who knows, like, who knows how to. Do we hear anything? All right. By the way, how big of a disaster is that fight going to be? Let's be serious. How big of a disaster is that fight going to be? What's your prediction? The train wreck? <laughs> what's your prediction? Wreck? <laughs> Um, a double train wreck. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think I I pick you right now. Tito by really ugly TKO in round two. Like Chuck, I mean, what's like, like, like no punches. one can knock Tito out. Like he has a, a head that is just like I don't know. I mean, pull cement or something. <laughs> He does. He does have a giant head. I know because I've met him and giant and like I have big heads, way bigger than mine, even with the beard. So you know, <laughs> like all right, I'll just put this perspective. I made Dean Lister's head look small when I took a picture of Dean Lister. That man has a melon, and I so next to Ortiz, I was like, oh my god, he has a giant head. <laughs> like I. I looked at it and I was like, wow, this thing is huge. Like, I looked at Dean's head and I was like, wow, it's not that big. I expect it to be way bigger. Two or two, so I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. But um, we're going to get ready to, to wrap this one up, Tyler. Uh, anything you want to you wanna uh, uh, say before we let you go? You know, shoot out your social media sites, uh, any charities you're working with, sponsors you might have. The floor is yours, um, my friend. The usual, check me out. Instagram, Tyler King 52. Twitter, Tyler King, T King 52 on Twitter. Um, Facebook, Tyler King uh, fan page, like me. Um, sponsors, you guys, Sucker Punch Athletics, SparkPowers.com. Guys, thanks for always having my back. Um, that's about it. I hope a resolution to everyone. Anyone, Paul Tyler, the owner of WBKFF, if you are listening, hope we can come to an agreement. Matt Van Buren, if you're listening. Don't be scared, homie. 205, I will make the weight. The most compelling fight. Definitely your best chance to get maximum exposure. Not your best chance. It's definitely not your best chance for a win, but it's your best chance for maximum exposure. So I hope something worked out there. And if not, I will say this right now. I am not one of the best fighters. That's I'm not one of the best fighters in the world, but I will fight anybody. So, give me a fight. Thanks, guys. As always, Tyler, have a good one, brother. You have a, you have a good evening, and uh, you know, best of luck with getting get this right. whole thing squared away. Alright, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Right. Thank you. Good night. You too.
All right, everyone, that was the Marauder, Mr. Tyler King himself. Always, always interesting when we talk with Tyler. Odd situation, you know, we, you know. I know Tyler is a bit over the top of time. I'm not going to act like he's not. I love the dude for it. You know, I guess that's uh, you know, that's the Philly. We we love these 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 these, gr- these gritty loud outspoken guys. But dang, <laughs> <laughs> you get you get blocked him up the road. You know, I mean, he was. I mean, he wasn't like stalking him, but like he he was trying to make it a point to 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 have a a, a at least a a a. Uh, a, a, you know, some type of dialogue with Sean so he can figure out what to do with what. And he did sit there mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, <laughs> put some pictures of the that he was up there at the, at, at, the, at the game. I remember that. And then all of a sudden they had a, that, that the can't put out a tweet that Sean wasn't going to be there and that he wasn't going to, wasn't going to do the table thing. Then the next week the table thing was banned. So I don't know. But yeah, Shauna definitely, definitely messaged um, Tyler's girl and basically said he, that she was too, she was too gorgeous to be caught up in the middle of all this nonsense. Oh. Where, if <laughs> I right. remember the exact words, then you, you might as well just like pour pour a freaking uh, a fuel tanker on top of fucking Tyler at that point in time because it's just uh, man, I don't even know why he would do that. Yeah, the whole situation is just weird. Like, like I said, like I admit, like Tyler is not your, your goes about things the, the, the typical way. I agree with that. You know, I, I think that's why people dig him. You know what I mean? But to, to ban him over that, and and he's right, and then bring Julian Lane in and Chris Levin. I love mm-hmm. Chris Levin to death, but he's got more he's got more, more demons than 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 the freaking machine from Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love Chris. Don't get me wrong, but the guy has mental demons. He does. He's admitted to this, and I don't think anyone has a problem with. I don't. I don't. I don't know why anyone doesn't have a problem with him fighting, considering where he said he was mentally not even three years ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. And, and, Awkward as Tyler is, as loud, outspoken, pain in the butt he may be, he's right. Like to 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 yeah. ban him. Like that's why I said what I said at the end when he mentioned um, Golden Boy. I mean, that's the way I would go at this point in time. Let it go. They, yeah. they, they don't want nothing to do with it. Let it go. But you know how fighters get when you get a goal set and you want something that that's what he wants and I think that's where he's kind of stuck at right now. So I don't know. I, I hope one way or another he gets something lined up before the end of the year and it's something significant because if it's not going to be the 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 uncle boxing thing where they basically wasted his time for what the pay the past three four months of him trying to sell this fight, pump this fight up, pump pump up Sean Merriman for whatever reason, regardless if Tyler would have gotten knocked out or he would have knocked Sean out, whatever. It's still I think that would probably made more sense because if memory serves me, I think Tyler did play football at some point in time. I don't think he was a professional, but I think he, he was at least a college football player. So, like, they, mm-hmm. they, you have, like, similar things that you can sell. I don't know. I'm not a promoter, so I, I, I'm not the one that sits there and makes, makes those type of calls. But other than that, yeah. episode 244 in the book. 
Two polar opposites. You have Patrick Cummings, yeah. who's probably one of the most quiet, unassuming, you know, you know, normal everyday Joe fighters you ever meet, and then you get literally the uh, the, the Yang of it with, with time. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, again, I mean, yeah, sure, but sweet episode, but still fun. You know, we. We're not always going to have these these episodes where where we're going to go two hours. Thankfully, today we're we're going to cut it short. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes uh, both me and or Nicole aren't exactly going to be at the time we need to be. So, you know, we're going to move around and do and do some more things, and we're going to be back next. uh, No, I won't. We take off next. (laughs) You'll be, unless you're doing it by yourself or with somebody else. But, yeah, I will be here next week. I'll be. I, I, I can do some, do some solo stuff during the week. I can just, you know, figure something out. I'm mm-hmm. still, uh, yeah. still working on that on that other thing that will hopefully make us a little bit better. I actually got to tell you about, about that. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about that. I got to call you when you get off the air. <laughs> call me tomorrow. But, um, I'm going to bed after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's right. I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> So again, guys, uh, you know, th- thanks to, to, for all our, our loyal listeners, supporters, our, our guests, you know, again, thank, thanks, uh, Patrick and Tyler for, for their time tonight. You know, best to go to Patrick on his fight. Good luck to, to Tyler and get, getting that, 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 you know, you know, cluster glob of a mess of, of what's going on of his professional fight career right now, straightened out. And, um, no, uh, as always, guys, make sure you're uh, you, if you're missing these live shows, you check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. Make sure you're uh, you're, you're showing uh, Nikki her, her love on on all forms of uh, the social media platforms, Twitter at Nikki Boss. Make sure you're heading over to the Facebook uh, page that, that she has for her work, Nikki Bosco MMA, and uh, you know she also has a YouTube channel and everything like that. Guys, again, make sure you're heading over to Fanside and check out her work as well. Other than that, Nikki, anything you want to add before we let you go? No, nothing to add. Just, uh, yeah, check out my stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. check out my YouTube channel because I'm going to try and get that, that GSP thing up this week. So check that out. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you uh, type that name into the, uh, the the search bar there. Find it, subscribe to it, and she's going to get it out there this week. Other than that, yep. this was episode 244 in the books. I'm Steve. She's Nicole. This is another episode of Cage High Submissions. We will see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage High Submissions with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. I call to all You know it's like a rockets And I bust it through the door Break it through the ceiling And I open up the floor Make you split your head When you bang against the wall Blaze a full fury From a sight unseen Living on the podcast It's your time three Throwing up a jump For a greeting frenzy It's a rock and festival Waters of this never easy Time to lay the smack down Laying on your back now Focus on that moment When you bash it into round town Competition tries to stay up For the last round But we still a finish And we soaking up the live crowd Turn it up loud, and they get all proud. Anyone who brought up every yeah, people all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, flash of bitches, gonna hit you like loud, like loud. Soon as it's enough, for the next two hours, two hours. MMA, we're off in power. Now, can you see? Turn up.
up the volume You lack in this battle, the game and I just solved your problem Ain't time to miss, this is what you all been missing All the latest news and interviews, come and give a listen Steven breaks her high and low to give you something different Get up on the fence and changing up your disposition UFC and Bellator against the picture fight You're not in the conversation, get your game tight Just make sure with the line is green, you don't get paid right Every Thursday night from 8 to 10, prepare to watch your flight What you call the sub, we'll be knocking you down Go, go, Steven Rachel! Go, go, Steven Rachel!